So, Missionary Enterprises, Missionary Aid International, and uh, this is uh, Spiritual Giants, and uh, this is George Mueller, regard I'm not George Mueller, this is regarding George Mueller, this is part two, George Mueller, Bristol, England, born in Germany. All right, so before I get into this, just want to uh, share a little bit, this is, I think we are the 2nd of February. Uh, January, February are usually the coldest here in Canada, uh, most of the Canada anyhow. And uh, so I started my fast on the 1st of January and uh, after our first big snowstorm uh, late January, which we hadn't had such a big snowstorm in years, I thought, I 99.9% .9 convinced that I was going to break my fast after I was done after about four or five hours being outside and I caught myself I caught myself thinking about breaking my fast and I said whoa stop right there remember remember so what I did is I took a day off I didn't take a day off from doing nothing but I just kept my fast and I got some rest and uh, I was back on track. I was back for the attack uh, the very next day or about later on the next day. And uh, we've had some pretty cold weather and I don't care about cold weather but on the fast it could be a little brutal and we had another snowstorm a week later and uh, getting some wood, cutting wood and uh, just uh, the stubbornness, the sheer stubbornness uh, built inside of me uh, via much fasting and the encouragement from the Lord regarding what's awaiting missionary enterprises. Uh, so I just got a few more days left, eight days left, big deal. So uh, cheers, cheers. So I say that to encourage people. I don't say that. I got my um, David, um, the guy who does my YouTube videos, he, he told me once, he said uh, he thought I had um, pride because of all my fasting. Well, I don't say this because of pride. There's nothing, there's nothing boastful about uh, fasting except for the Pharisees, but I, I don't boast about fasting. I just, I share these things uh, to encourage people to get into fasting and, and don't give up when it gets hard because um, right about that time, Gary Carpenter came out with a teaching um, and he said, and the Lord had given him a word years before, and I think they got off track a little bit. And of course, Dave passed away a few days ago. But, uh, you know, the Lord said, you're going nowhere with me without fasting. And that's true because the fasting gets rid of the old man. You're not earning anything with God with fasting. No, because it's already done. Everything's done. Everything's been given positionally. No, it's, fasting has to do with your old man. And the, teach, the whole teaching was on about your calling, fulfilling the fullness of your calling. And I want to fulfill the fullness because I'll give an account of that on that day. So cheers to fasting. And uh, to much fasting, not just fasting. And I wore my orange shirt. I want to try uh, different colors in the videos. So I wore my orange sh shirt with Missionary Enterprises. And uh, so anyhow, George Mueller, George Mueller, George Mueller. All right, I'll just put him beside me here a little bit. Maybe we use that as a thumbnail, uh, one of them as a thumbnail. And that's George. 
and he's one of my heroes. It's okay to have heroes as long as uh, God, they're God's heroes. <laughs> Anyhow, and I put a set up a little table here beside me because I want to promote some of the books I have in my library. So this is uh, two big volumes on the life of George Mueller. And we can use that as a, as a thumbnail too, probably. Now, how's that? No, how's that? Something like that. Anyhow, we'll use the better ones. And then we've got here autobiography. Autobiography of George Mueller. This is really small print. This is a reprint. They're all reprints. Uh, this is called the Men of Faith series. Uh, this guy makes most uh, faith guys today look bad. We're going to touch on that uh, on the next video. Then this one here, George Mueller of Bristol by A.T. Pearson. His Life of Prayer and Faith. And excellent read. Excellent. Very well written. Mom's going to read it next. She's reading Dave Roberson's book right now. And I forgot to give her to her way back. So she's going to be reading this next. Very good read. And then I've got a few other ones here. A few other ones. Uh, I had more, but I got rid of them because they weren't, uh, they just repeat. A lot of times they repeat one another, right? They get books, they write a book from another book, whatever. But uh, these are all good books. So anyhow, let's move on here with uh, Mr. George Mueller. And, uh, you know, it's uh, we're going somewhere with this. And uh, we're going to be doing a lot of this kind of stuff on social media and big media. Uh, when the Lord opens up those doors, I'll be ready. To, I'll be ready for cameras and stuff like that. So this is all practice, but it's also getting the, the word out there and building up our YouTube channel and different things like that. So um, this is just things that I've got built inside of me over the years. And uh, media is a great way to vent this, uh, this great knowledge that, that God has been able to get over to me so that I can put it in. He didn't put it inside of me. No, he brought this stuff to me. Of course, I had to go buy the books, order the books, di different things like that. And, um, but I was, I was, I had to put these things inside of me. That's the way it works. That's my responsibility. So let's move on here with uh, George Mueller here. And it's something else he had to say, um, f based upon the last, uh, the first video we did about him or for him. And uh, so this is key information and insight. So this is what George, something else George had to say that's very, very profound. And um, we can learn a lot from this. He said, in all my Christian life, I want to make sure everything's running here. In all my Christian life, as I sincerely and patiently sought to know the will of God by the teaching of the Holy Spirit through the instrumentality of the Word of God, I've always been directed rightly. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, but if honesty of heart and uprightness before God were lacking, or if I did not patiently wait upon God for instructions, or if I preferred the counsel of my fellow man instead of the declarations of the word of the living God, I made great mistakes. Wow. <laughs> okay, I wrote here, most of us in the church have made great mistakes and are still making great mistakes and we're going to keep making, well not me, uh, keep making great mistakes which could have been avoided and must be avoided because there should be no mistakes in the kingdom of God, right? So the thing is with mistakes is it stops God from working and it gives open doors to the enemy and it's all, um, all going to show up on that day. 
So my breakdown here, number one, is part of what he said. Let's look at the first part here. In all my Christian life, as I sincerely and patiently sought uh, to know the will of God by the teaching of the Holy Spirit through the instrumentality of the Word of God, I've always been directed rightly. That's what he said. So I wrote here, the Holy Spirit only directs rightly. Uh, as in the right direction and not in the wrong direction. So, you know, a lot of people, they say, well, I really feel this, I really feel that about God, and they find out down the road that they're wrong. Well, that and that means uh, that God never directed them, and that's all there is to it. And uh, so all that time, you've been wasting time, uh, wasting energy, wasting money, all these different things like that. And I've been down that road, but I was doing it for my calling. Uh, I spent a lot of money on books. <laughs> I bought, not that I, I, I bought too many books, I bought, I bought some of the books I bought was wrong books. And I think that's some of the biggest mistakes I made in my, call, um, in my walk with God overall. Besides that, I haven't made a lot of mistakes. I'm, I'm just being honest. And whether you believe me or not, I couldn't care less. Uh, so what does the Word of God have to say about um, the will of God? Because that's what we're looking at today, because that's what George said, right? Seeking the will of God alone and not the counsel of man. So these verses, the, the next three verses I'm going to share here, uh, are some of the very first ones the Lord gave me not too long after I got saved. I still remember where I was in the house. I remember I still had my long hair, the whole thing. I was on my way to church. <laughs> I was at the top of the stairs, and I was working. I was walking. I was working on making my way down the stairs to go outside the house uh, through the side door. I had my boots on. I had my tight jeans on, long hair. And I had my Bible with me, my NIV, believe it or not, I used to use the NIV. And then God gave me that verse supernaturally. I didn't even really know it existed, and uh, it changed my life. It changed my life. So, let's read it here. Colossians 1, 9-11. For this reason we also, from the day we heard of it, have not ceased to pray and make special requests for you, asking that you may be filled with a full, deep, clear knowledge of His will, in all spiritual wisdom and comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God and an understanding and discernment of spiritual things. Amplified, of course. <laughs> the eternal sermon, right? So why? Why do we have to be filled? Why? Why, Paul? Why? Well, he tells us why. Verse 10. Paul always tells us why because God always tells us why if we're willing to listen and learn. That you may walk, live and conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the Lord, uh, maybe we'll bring this a little closer. Worthy of the Lord. Oh, the other way. Try that. I don't know if that's going to mess David up, but anyhow. Worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, and desiring to please Him in all things, bearing fruit in every good work, and steadily growing and increasing in and by the knowledge of God, with fuller, deeper, and clearer insight, acquaintance, and recognition. So I wrote here, you will never, now you got the word filled with the will, and you got the word pleasing all in the same verse or in the same context. Uh, so I wrote here, you will never please God. Never. It, forget it. You know, you may think you're pleasing God, but you'll never please God until you begin to be controlled by the knowledge of His will and no longer your own will. All right, that pleases God. And I wrote here, big there's a big difference between God loving you and God being pleased with you. You know, a lot of people say, well, God loves me. Yeah, God loves the atheist. God loves the pagan. God loves those who are going to hell. I'm not, I don't know if he still loves them once they are in hell. But anyhow, he loves those who are perishing. He loves them. So 
Don't make a big deal about God loving you once you're born again. Of course he loves you. He loves you because he's love. He's not, he doesn't love you because of anything you've done, because he's love. God so loved the world, but God loves you. But when it comes to God being pleased with you, that's a whole different realm, totally different realm. All right. And uh, so I also wrote here, faith also pleases God. So if you're not watching, okay, Hebrews 11:6, because faith puts God to work at accomplishing his will. Therefore, when God gets to work, he is pleased. When he gets to work his will, he is pleased. No kidding. You know, even in the natural, I wrote here, same thing with parents and their children. You know, if you've got good parents, you know, and they're putting the right things into their children, and the, the children are, are, you know, basically, you know, when you're, especially when you're small, you're still under the, the guidance and the protection of your parents. Uh, you know, you're doing what mama and papa want you to do, and they're good things. Of course, they're going to be pleased with you. That's, that's a no-brainer. You know, now you grow up and you end up, you know, start working and then you start making your own decisions. It may not be exactly what mom and dad wanted, but they're, but they're going to say, hey, you know what? That was, a, you know, I, we're impressed. You know, you didn't, you know, we kind of thought you should have went the other way, but you went this way and we, you know, it wasn't a bad decision and that it worked out for you. And, uh, you know, that's where even the Bible says, you know, a man shall leave his mother and father and uh, cling to his wife and they become one. So there comes a place where you got to make your own decision. But when it comes to God, uh, forget about making your own decisions. All right. Uh, that's a little bit different. So let's look at verse 11 here. Uh, we pray that you may be invigorated, strengthened with all power, according to the might of his glory, to exercise every kind of endurance and patience, perseverance and forbearance with joy. That's all part of being filled with the knowledge of his will. All right. Because when you're filled with the knowledge of his will, you're going to you're going to encounter warfare. Uh, you're heading into, you know, you're heading into warfare. The, the closer you get to God's will, you're heading into warfare because the enemy is going to try to stop you from uh, discovering the will of God, accomplishing the will of God, and that's where you're going to need patience and endurance regarding circumstances and the people. So lining up with His Word is part of progressive sanctification and being transformed in His image. That's that's. That is so, man, the, the more you give yourself over to the Word and the more you give yourself over to the will of God, which is the Word of God, and the Word of God is the will of God, you can't separate them. Uh, when, even with a promise, God gives you a promise, that's His will. So the more you, 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 you start transforming to what His Word says, rightly divided, and to what He has promised you, you're transforming into His image. You know, and that's exciting. For me, it's exciting because God gave me Missionary Enterprise. He gave that to me. I didn't come up with that. It wasn't even my radar screen. Um, and then, you know, I started, I'm, slowly but surely, I started to being transformed by that word. It started changing the way I did things. And even to this day, I still meditate on that. It's part of my confession. And uh, I'm being transformed to his image because that is a carry. Missionary Prize carries the image of Jesus, believe it or not. It does because he gave it to me. <laughs> right? All right, let's move on. Page four. Let's look at John 5.30. John, I, I missed something here. Hold on here. Hold on. Hold on. I missed it. Sorry. 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 Line up with his word. Three, four. Yeah. Let's look. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Jesus said... I am able to do nothing of myself, independently of my own accord, but only as I'm taught by God and as I get his orders. Even as I hear, I judge, I decide as I'm bidden to decide as the voice comes to me, so I give a decision 
and my judgment is right, just, righteous, because I do not seek or consult my own will. I have no desire to do what is pleasing to myself, my own aim, my own purpose, but only the will and pleasure of the Father who sent me. So we're focusing on the will of God, because that's what George Mueller said, right? He only sought to do the will of God. So this is the this is a big one. This is probably the biggest one uh, regarding Jesus himself, and of course Colossians is probably the biggest one uh, written uh, to the specifically to believers. But John five thirty is for believers also. So all of this belongs to each one of us who are born of the Spirit, who have the nature of God's firstborn Son. You can't get out of this. You're going to give an account for this one day. You, there's no excuses on that day. You know. And that's why I teach a lot on the new nature and that we have the indwelling spirit because that's what Jesus operated out of that. He didn't operate in his deity because he wasn't deity. He was he was humanity. You know, he was deity before, uh, but he did everything out of the new nature, out of a, a totally renewed soul uh, or a soul that was totally lined up with the will of God and uh, with the new nature and totally, totally given over to the Holy Spirit. And that belongs to us. Uh, so I wrote here, God will never send you to do your own will, but His will. If He wanted you to do your own will, He would not be sending you. We were born of God in order to do His will as His children. This takes time, but we can get there, and we need to get there. All right? Uh, I've been at this for a few years. I'm not about to give up because I'm almost there. I'm almost there in certain areas. And once I get there in those areas, there's other areas I'll be working on. And uh, so anyhow, so let's look up here concerning the will of God. Um, 1 John 5, 14 to 15, this is a big one too. And this is the confidence uh, which we have in Him that if we ask anything, anything, wow, I can ask for anything? Yeah, you can ask for anything uh, according to His will, yeah. In agreement with his own plan, he listens and to and hears us, 15, and since we know that he listens to us in whatever we ask according to his will, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted us as our present possessions the requests made of him. This reminds me of Mark 11:24. Another great verse concerning the will of God is Hebrews 13:21. Strengthen that God may strengthen, complete, perfect, and make you what you ought to be and equip you with everything good. Why? So that you can go and do your own thing? No. So that you may carry out His will while He Himself works in you and accomplishes that which is pleasing. There's the word will and pleasing in His sight through Jesus Christ. So God, that's what I wrote right here. God will never equip you to carry out your own will but His will alone. Yet He is so willing to provide everything needed to accomplish what He has in mind for you to do on this planet regarding His kingdom, but He also needs your faith. All right? So we're going to look at that in the next video. And uh, I think that's going to be our last one. We'll see. I may have to do another one after that. We'll see. I'm going to try to put these. I've got these two uh, ideas. I want to maybe merge them together. Because uh, we've got to move on with other things. So let's look at Psalm 37.4. Wow, I came across this years ago and it really helped me. It blessed a lot of other people too. This is according to the Hebrew language, Hebrew scriptures. Be soft and pliable in my hands. God's saying this. 
and I'll exchange your desires, your will, for my desires, for my will. And this go basically, it's almost contradictory to what we have in the English. But I did write here, God will give you, he will give you the desires of your heart. Oh yeah, he will, as long as your heart is full of doing his will and his will alone. Yeah, absolutely. The more you transform to his image, the more you start walking into the new man, and sometimes it's hard to tell because you're in this process of, uh, pro you're in process of transformation. And sometimes you start doing things that you didn't do previously, I mean, for the kingdom. And, uh, and next thing you know, you find out God was in it because it was God the whole time. All right. So let's look at Ephesians 1.11. I love this one too. This is really, really, uh, this, these are staple verses in my life. And they were, uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm assuming they were in the life of George because according to what, what God was able to do with George Mueller, uh, this man lived the word. The word lived inside of him. So Ephesians 1.11, in him, Christ, also we have obtained an inheritance, amen, being predestined according to the, count, the purpose of him, God, who works all things according to the counsel of his will. So God, I wrote here, if you want to see God working his power and energy in your life, you will need to be lined up with his will through your faith. And if not, forget it, because everything God does Everything God does, everything God performs, everything God brings into existence, everything he does, all right, is according to the counsel of his will, all right? And if it's not according to the counsel of his will, he won't perform it. He just will not. Uh, so let's do a breakdown number two here of something else that I read at the beginning that George said. But if honesty of heart and uprightness before God were lacking, or if I did not patiently wait upon God for instructions, that's a tough one for some people, not for me anymore. Or if I prefer the counsel of my fellow man, then rather than the declarations of the word of the living God, I made great mistakes. I wrote here, George Mueller was an honest and transparent man. All right, not a lot of people admit that they made a lot of mistakes. I know a few that have admitted to me that they made mistakes, but the funny thing is, oh, it's not funny, but the strange thing about all that is they keep doing what they're doing and they're still making mistakes because they don't want to fast. They don't want to do this. They don't want to do that, you know, or they do fast, but they do little fast. And I'm talking about guys who, you know, they're out there, they're in the ministry. Uh, they've traveled the world, you know, and they've admitted to me, I, I made a lot of mistakes, especially with money. Yeah, no kidding, you know, and, uh, but they still don't want to change. Well, that's their problem. You know, it's all going to show up. I'm going to touch on that. It's all going to show up on that day. So I wrote here, the word of the Lord. This is the word that the Lord gave me. Uh, it was years ago. He said to me, submit to my counsel and not to man's counsel, but submit to my counsel and you will be great or mighty in my kingdom. So he said something like that. I wrote down my journal. So I wrote here, the greatest key. All right, this is what I was looking for. The greatest key the Lord himself has given his church, his body, in order to avoid making any kind of mistakes, any kind, whether big or small, is found in what he said in John 5:19. All right, and I, I tell you, this is a big one for me. So Jesus answered them by saying, I assure you most solemnly, I tell you the son is able to do nothing of himself of his own accord, but he is able to do only what he sees the father doing, for whatever the father does is what the son does in the very same way way. And if you will learn how to live out of that, you will live a life mistake free. 
a life that is free from making any kind of mistakes, all right? And I, read, I, I wrote a lot on this years ago when God began to open the, this up to me. Uh, I wrote a lot on it, so I'll be teaching a lot of that in, in the books and all that uh, eventually. And so I wrote here, the church is full of making mistakes, and some, especially when it comes to doctrine, because its food is not to do the will of the Father as it was with Jesus, all right? The fruit in the life of Jesus was based upon the Father doing His works through Jesus, and things have not changed. It just hasn't changed. It's still to be the same thing today. So I look for fruit. People say, well, God told me this, God told me that, blah, 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 but I look for the fruit. And I don't see God working in that, so it's, it's going to show up. Big deal. It's their problem, not my problem. A word of the Lord also uh, that he gave me, and this is what uh, I was alluding to here. I want you to live out of these verses. That's what he told me years ago. I remember where I was. And he gave me that in context with the judgment seat of Christ. So I said here, every one of our errors, mistakes, false steps, where we miss God's will will all show up on that great day. You can rest assured according to... Let's look at 1 Corinthians 3, 13 to 15. The work of each one will become plainly, openly known, shown for what it really is. For the day of Christ, the judgment seat of Christ, will disclose and declare it because it will be revealed with fire. And the fire will test and critically appraise the character and worth of the work each person has done. Wow, this is so serious. This is so, so, so serious. I've meditated on this. I've got this built on the inside of me. Uh, I live it, and I'm going to teach it. Uh, I wrote here, our works will be put under scrutiny. Look up the word scrutiny, man. And I call this the Great Inquisition, all right? And I've written a lot on this. It's all going to come out on the books, teachings. Uh, we're going to be teaching on this uh, when I start traveling against uh, worldwide. I wrote, and this is the last work. Last verse here, uh, 15, no, 14. If the work which any person has built on this foundation, which is Jesus Christ, going back to a few verses, any product of his efforts, whatever survives this test, he will be rewarded. He will get his reward. So, like I said, this is the judgment seat of Christ and not the great white throne judgment for the unbelievers. 15, but if any person's work is burned up under the test, he will suffer the loss of it all, losing his reward. I'll tell you, I wonder if there's going to be people all around. I think there is. I think we're. it's, it's all going to be open. And people are going to see this, man. It's not, I don't, you know, I tell you, that's not good. Though he himself will be saved, but only as one who passed through fire. And I have no desire for this whatsoever. I'm glad for those who don't lose their salvation. You know, they just barely make it into heaven. At least they're into heaven. But I want my rewards because the rewards in heaven proves uh, the works that you've done on the earth were approved of God. And that's what I wrote here. I want the Lord to say to me, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter your eternal home, etc. You know, that's what I want. You know, because it's made available. You know, I'm going after things that have been made available. I'm not going after things that I've come up with on my own mind. No, no, no. All right, so I wrote here, George Mueller, this is all about George, but it's about us too, what we can learn from George. George Mueller was infatuated and preoccupied in knowing and doing the will of God alone, and the results caused him to be known worldwide. I call these the great exploits of George Mueller. No internet back then, this is back in the 1800s, late 1800s, whatever. No internet, none of that stuff, and he was known worldwide. 
he really was. Now, of course, he traveled too, so that helped. But so let's look at another verse concerning the judgment and regarding the will of God. 2 Corinthians 5.10 uh, For we must, must, we must all, all of us, appear and be revealed as we are before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive his pay according to what he has done in the body, in the body, in his body, physical body, whether good or evil, not so good, considering what his purpose and motive have been and what he has achieved, been busy with, and given himself and his attention to accomplishing. All right? So, I wrote here, everything we say and do upon this earth is said and done via the human body, and I do mean everything, good deeds and bad deeds alike. I'll tell you, you can't get away from this. Everything you say, obviously, is done through your mouth. Everything you write, everything, anything you want to communicate, whether it's through your mouth, through a letter, internet, whatever, it's done through your mouth, your eyes, your hands, um, you know, anything good, anything good you do. Uh, laying hands on the sick, uh, traveling, whatever, wherever God sends you. It's all done with your feet, your hands, uh, the not-so-good things, uh, the, the sinful things, uh, you know, I mean, just fornication, adultery, whatever, cheating, lying, stealing, uh, watching pornography, self-gratification, uh, not good. Using your hands, wow, the body of Christ, not good. Paul talks about that in the Corinthians to the Corinthians. So I wrote here, this is all has to do with a good idea versus a God idea. Many good things happening in the church. I admit there are some good things happening, but overall it does not line up with the Word of God, especially the four Gospels, which is still God's perfect will to be executed via His sons as He did so via His firstborn Son. Alright, so that hasn't changed. And a perfect example of this is Acts 10.38. That verse meant nothing to me years ago. Now it means everything to me. Uh, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. We've been anointed with the same Spirit, the same power. And how He, Jesus, went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with them. God is with us, but we're not doing that because of the old man. All right? So, I wrote here, we have the very same nature as well as the same spirit as Jesus did so that we can have the very same results as God's firstborn son had. That's the whole point of being born again. Uh, I wrote here, we will be doing part three in the next few weeks regarding the accomplishments and exploits of George Mueller. So, as I finish all my videos, I encourage you to walk in the fullness of the grace of God. Shalom and Amen.